Christ Church, New Malden, 3rd of May 2020. Becky Mills speaking on God's comfort in our time of trouble. Just before Christmas, I was reading a book called Factfulness that a friend had recommended to me. It listed the five major global risks that the world faced over the next 50 years. The risk of financial collapse, the risk of a third world war, the risk of climate change, and the risk of extreme poverty. The first major risk it gave, though, was a global pandemic. I was a bit baffled by this. The last global pandemic was the Spanish flu in 1918-20, to and that took place nearly 40 years before I was born. The idea of another global pandemic seemed the stuff of fantasy just four months ago. Now the unthinkable is upon us. And it's a time of fear and uncertainty for us all. A time when we all turn to God as our source of comfort in more ways than we had thought possible. The word comfort literally means to give strength. God never said that we wouldn't face times of fear and uncertainty. But we know that his care and comfort is constant and abundant. The 23rd Psalm is so familiar to us all and loved by so many that I thought it might be helpful to reflect on it this morning and all the wonderful, beautiful images in it that speak to us so powerfully of God's tender love for us in times of trouble. Maybe the words in Psalm 23 are some of the most comforting ever written. Perhaps it's because this psalm spans all the different areas of our human experience that it's so comforting. It begins, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. To be a sheep is to belong to a flock, and the flock in ancient times was held together by being attentive to the voice of the shepherd. The sheep hears the voice that's calling them, and they move along together. But in this psalm, David speaks quite personally about God. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. A good shepherd knows each and every sheep in the flock, regardless of how big the numbers are. A shepherd cares deeply not only for all his sheep as a whole, but also for each and every single one. Jesus reminds us that God is the God of individuals, as well as of his cherished body of believers. In the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus says, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me! I have found my lost sheep. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. We have everything we need. Nourishment, rest and refreshment. He makes me lie down in green pastures. The green pastures are the pastures of tender grass where the sheep could rest for a while. The fields, even parts of the desert, would be green during the winter and spring. But in summer and autumn, the sheep would be led to many places in search of food. God's care isn't seasonal, but constant and abundant. God provides us with pastures of tender grass and quiet waters. 
They're not boisterous streams on the one hand, or stagnant pools on the other. They're literally waters of stillness, and their quiet flow refreshes us. He guides us along the right paths for his name's sake, means that God is good and knows exactly where to take us to nourish us and give us rest and refreshment. During the happy times, we're convinced of his goodness towards us. We're being nourished, restored and refreshed by our marriages, our families, our friendships and our leisure time. We have a broad base of love and support from others. Maybe we don't think as much about how dependent we are on him for the only reliable source of love and nourishment. Perhaps we forget to thank God for his constant and abundant care. But then verse 4 talks about the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death. The shepherd at times had to lead his flock to feeding grounds across jagged hills, cliffs and ravines to find lush pastures. As well as the risk of slipping, predators were stalking around waiting for the right opportunity to attack. These dark ravines symbolise both the suffering and pain we go through as individuals and as communities. As we read Psalm 23 today, it's easy to feel that we're now walking through the darkest valley. We've all suddenly woken up and realised how fragile human life is. Like the fragile chocolate egg we broke open at Easter. It's devastating when we lose loved ones. And we're saddened when we hear of a few young, courageous, otherwise healthy people losing their lives to COVID-19. We're caught up in the world, aren't we? And we're involved with those we care about, and that's what gives life meaning. To be shut off from the world, to be living in isolation like many of us are at the moment, is like having a stone rolled over our hearts. Not only are we living with loss and fear in the darkest valley, We're living with uncertainty. And uncertainty is a doorway to all sorts of negative thoughts. When we've no idea what tomorrow will bring, it's easy to fill that gap with the worst possible scenario. Then we all get caught up in negative, destructive spirals of thought. But as God's children, we have a different frame for thinking about things. The psalm declares, for you are with me. We can be confident that whatever we're going through, however painful or devastating it might be, God is with us. The psalmist says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Both refer to the same thing. The rod part of the staff would be used as a club to hold back or beat away predators, to clear a path through dense undergrowth and to hold the sheep at a safe distance from a precipitous slope. It would be used to count them too, to ensure that none were missing. In the terminology of the Old Testament, Testament, this was referred to as passing under the rod. The shepherd held his rod over the sheep and counted each and every sheep as they went through the gate. If one was missing, he would go and search for it. The crook part of the staff was used to gently seize the sheep that ran away by its legs or neck and add them back to the flock. The staff was also used to examine the sheep, to part the sheep's wool to check for rashes, wounds or defects. What wonderful images these are, aren't they? Of the way God exercises his tender loving care over us. 
Like the shepherd, he spends most hours of the day with his sheep and knows their individual markings, their likes and dislikes. God knows each one of us intimately. Our innermost thoughts, our comings and goings, all the details of our lives. God knows what we each need as individuals and exactly how to comfort and give strength to each one of us. And we can remind ourselves of times in the past when God has strengthened us with his comfort. I can remember dark times when I used to repeat this verse over and over. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be frightened, for I am your God, till I felt the fear melting away and being replaced by his comfort. And we can be agents of that comfort too, taking food, essentials and gifts to vulnerable people in isolation, bringing people up and contacting people remotely to show that we care about them and want to strengthen and maintain our relationships with them. Just letting people know that we're there for them if they need us, especially when they've suffered loss or going through fear and anxiety about their own health or someone they are close to, we're bringing God's comfort to others. In the final verses, we're pulled out of our brokenness. The enemy has been vanquished. The messianic banquet table is heaving with food. And in ancient Israel, it was the custom for the host of a banquet to anoint the honoured guests with perfumed oil. We are God's honoured guests at the messianic feast, reserved for those who love and follow him. The overflowing cup literally means, my cup is an abundant drink. What a wonderful picture of the abundant love and care our creator God lavishes on us if we're willing to receive it. To experience his tender, overflowing love, our comfort in times of fear and uncertainty, we need to go to him and eat and drink at his table. Open yourself up to receiving the wonders of his love. Listen to him in the stillness. Live close to him in his house and you will experience his comfort. Already we can see signs of recovery and renewal. While God is clothing the trees with green, fields are lush with tender grass, and all around us nature is springing into new life. People are recovering from COVID-19. People are finding a new closeness to one another. People are opening up for the first time because of these extraordinary circumstances we're living in. People are getting to know their neighbours. People experiencing homelessness are staying in the empty hotels around about and restaurants are providing them with food. The air quality has improved and our carbon footprint has reduced. Our tender, caring God reached down into the depths of our humanity and became the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. He rose again triumphant to bring us new life, joy in the good times, comfort and strength in the bad. The way to new life is through death. The pathway to resurrection is crucifixion. Nothing can overcome God's overarching plan to restore all of creation. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things will pass away. Heaven will spill over into earth 
and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.